Uh, tonight, I want to continue <clears throat> uh, with that same mindset, with that same theme of talking about why membership matters. Why membership what matters? Why does it matter? Last week, we were looking at the pictures. Remember that? Last week we looked, I didn't get to finish all of it, so we're going to go right back there to Matthew chapter 13. I was so excited about this. Matthew chapter 13, we looked at the wheat and the tares growing together. Amen. We looked at the picture of the kingdom as um, two separate seeds that were growing. One was planted by the enemy, one was planted by God. What do we learn? That not everybody who's in church have been planted by God. Amen. That's why it's important for us to stay alert because the enemy can come in and plant people among us. Amen. That will try to come in and choke us out, choke out the word of God or try to smother our lives. Come on, help me somebody. They look the same, right? They sound the same. They they may even walk with you for a long time, but their intentions are not always good. Amen. Jesus tells us that. Then then he talks about that the kingdom of God starts as a small seed, right? Mustard seed. Then we looked at the leaven. And today I want you to go to Matthew thirteen. Let's let's look at let's look at and we we, we saw that Jesus explained the parable of the tares. Now listen to me. Remember, this chapter, Jesus is talking in what? In parables. Why is he speaking in code? I always say parables is code. He's speaking in code because he wants to separate what? The wheat from the tares. He wants to separate those who belong to him and those who don't belong to him. Now, now watch this. You would think that every person that comes to church would get it. Isn't that, isn't that the purpose? That, that the message of salvation is universal. That the mission of the church is universal. Amen. That the motive of the church should be the same. But what I found out is, saints, that there are people, amen, who really don't understand what the kingdom is all about. They can't recognize, they can't understand the parables. So what the enemy has done, he has, he has now changed the message for those who don't understand. And, and what did he change it into? He changed it into a motivational gospel. A feel-good gospel. A gospel that doesn't save, but a gospel that makes you feel comfortable where you are. Come on, help me. See, membership matters because God gives you insight, amen, into the mysteries of his word. He does that. Now he moves on with the next picture. Verse 44, look what he says. He says, the kingdom of heaven, oh, this is my favorite one right here. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure. Hidden. See that? It is like, what? It is like treasure hidden. 
Now I know I know that possibly we don't have no pirates in here, right? Uh, <laughs> but let me bring it up to 2022. How many of you, when you go shopping, it's like when you go shopping, you're looking for what a deal, right? But then there, there are these moments where you're not looking for a deal. But then all of a sudden, you find treasure. Then you start being suspect looking around like making sure, making sure that, is this for real? Like, is this price for real? Like, seriously, is this price for real? Because what I'm looking at right now just can't be true. Amen. Am I by myself? I mean, you're like you're wondering like there's got to be a scam. It's it's got to be a scam. Now now listen, the value of it is still there, but the price of it is unbelievable. Oh, I'm going somewhere with this. Watch this. Watch this. What he said. He said the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in the field, which a man what found. And when he found it, you know how you do, right? You don't have the money on you, so you hide it behind something. And it, yeah, am I talking to my? And you and you're praying, Lord, please, I'm, I've got to run out to the car. I'm gonna get my wallet. I'm gonna go home, get that money. I'm gonna come right back. <laughs> Amen. I, I, I'm gonna go get this. But but what did he do? He found it, but it was so it was so valuable that he what he hid it. Watch where I'm going with this. Let's bring it to the church. He says the kingdom now. It's like that treasure. Listen, listen. The greatest thing that I've ever found in my life. Was the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. The greatest organism that I've become part of is the church. Because when I found it. I wanted to keep it to myself. It was almost too good to be true. It was almost like, man, is this for real? I mean, I mean, seriously, I, I've been missing out on all of this. Saints, saints, the text says it was like a man who found it and hid it again. Watch this. And from joy over it, he goes and sells Look what he does. First of all, first of all, he he hides it. It was so valuable to him when he found the kingdom. He says it's like a man who's found this treasure. How many feel that way? That you found something so amazing. You it's so valuable. How let me ask you, how valuable is the church to you? This is, the, this is what I'm trying to get you to see. Watch this. It's not just being part of the church. It's how valuable. Here's the thing. We support what's valuable to us. We participate in what's value, valuable to us. What Jesus is saying is that even though it's the smallest thing, it has value. Watch this one verse. Watch what he says. He says, what did he do? He hit it again. And he says, watch this, 
And he says, and, and from joy. Being part of the church should bring you, what? Joy. Why? Because membership has its what? Benefits. But the question I have for you tonight is this. Do you see your membership as valuable as treasure? As something that you've found that you've never experienced before? Something that's so amazing that it's life changing to you. And if it's life changing to you, then guess what? You will what? Treasure it. Today is a different day, y'all. Today, church is more like a commodity. Church has been, uh, uh, ch- church, churches have been, has been turned into what I call a multi-level marketing business. It has been turned, it's been cheapened down, it's been given labels. People are turning their churches into different things and not the church that's saving, not the church that's transforming, not the church that's moving in a direction where lives are being changed. But I want to say something to you tonight. You are part of a church that's that has value and you have to understand that you are part of this. And God has given you a gift. Come on, Sunday. And you have to use that gift. Why was why did he hide? Why did he hide it again? Because he said, Man, I don't want nobody to know about this. Am I the listen, when I first got saved, I used to think like, am I the only one here in seriously, I, I was I, I mean I was in church like, what is wrong with y'all? Like seriously, like am I? And they used to look to me like, and then, and then you know, you start getting the looks like, well, yeah, I hope you. I wish he'd be quiet. He always saying, "Amen." Like, <laughs> "Amen." Listen, 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 listen. It's okay to every now and then to express that you found treasure. Am I? Am I? Okay, okay. Remember when you got your stimulus? And you wasn't expecting that amount. <laughs> I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to see if I can illustrate this thing because I know we can't find you know treasures. Kind of, you know we ain't going digging up treasure. I'm just saying the value of the church. He's saying the church is so valuable that not only did he hide it. I'm I'm working in. I'm working here. Watch this. He says, and from joy over it, not. Out of compulsion, not out of uh, emotional experience, but based upon the value of it. That's what I believe you got to look for in a church. Don't look for the uh, how you feel. Look for what, whether or not it's what treasure, because that is fool's gold. Yeah, you got to watch out for gold-plated stuff, cubic zirconia-looking stuff. It looked the same, but it's not real. He says, he says, look what he did though. He says, out of joy over it, he goes and sells all that he 
has, just to use read a passage that says, listen, no one who after putting hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom. He says what? He says, what does he do? This joy that he had based upon the value of what he has. Come on. I want you to start changing the way you look at your church membership. I want you to start looking at your church membership not as just I belong to the Vision Church, but I'm part of something bigger. I'm part of something great. I'm part of something that's valuable and God is working. Listen, we prayed on Sunday and we have a manifestation of it on Monday. Come on, somebody. That tells you that this place is where it's at. God. His kingdom is powerful. His kingdom is valuable. Listen, look what he does. He sells all that he has and this man goes out and buys the whole field. (laughs) He liquidates everything he has. He says, I don't want nobody else to get this. So before somebody else get ahead of me, I'm going to buy the whole field. Can I ask you a question? Are you leasing or are you buying? I'm going to say it one more time. Are you leasing in the kingdom or are you buying in the kingdom? Let me ask another question. It, it, does the, do, have you discovered yet that you have found something valuable? Have you discovered that you have stumbled upon treasure here? The church. Membership matters because God will open the treasure box to you. And if you commit yourself to him, he will bless you for watches because he understands that you eventually will understand that, listen, you found treasure. Don't treat membership as just another thing you're doing, another part. This is just something else I'm doing. Listen, as a believer, this is your lifeline. This is your bloodline every week. This is how you stay connected to the vine. Look at verse 45. All right, so that's a hidden treasure. Look at verse, man, if, if a lot of people, people don't understand. I feel this. I, for, for, verse 44, I, feel, I felt like when I found the church, I had been part of a lot of things. I tried to be a mason. I tried to be part of this. I tried to be part of the brotherhood. I tried to be part of the, the other hood and all this other stuff. And I would always end up with nothing. But when I found Jesus and his kingdom, it was valuable. It was treasure to me. And I gave up everything. You know what? You know what it's showing right here? Let me back it up right quick. Watch this. If you're going to be part of the kingdom of the church, it will call for sacrifice. But not the sacrifice that will hurt you. The sacrifice that you will understand that it will benefit me later. Because watch this. He sells all he has. He took what he has. He invested it in buying the whole field. 
How many of us, God is trying to make you an owner? But you have not seen the treasure in your, in your membership. You with me? Watch verse, watch verse 45. Again, the kingdom of heaven, next picture, is like a what? It's like a what? A merchant seeking what? Fine pearls. I love the pictures of the kingdom. Treasure. Pearls. And, 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 and look, look, he said he says fine pearls. He says, and upon finding one pearl. Of what? Okay, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Upon finding one pearl of great value, what did he do, y'all? The text says he went and sold all that he had. He wasn't bank. Listen, he wasn't waiting for the stock market. He wasn't putting. He figured, man, this is real. Can I ask you a question? Have you discovered yet that this church is real? Have you discovered that yet? Have you discovered how real the church is? Have you discovered yet? Watch this. That you found anything valuable in your membership? Have have your life has your life changed? Come on, somebody. Have you discovered that when you give to God, he'll give back to you? Have you discovered the principle of sowing and reaping? Have you discovered this, that when you find something as great as the kingdom of God, that it supersedes everything else in this life? Man, he said he went and he sold all he had. I wonder how much he had. And what did he do? He brought it. My question to you tonight is this. How valuable is it to you? How, how, how much are you willing to give up to get it? What are you willing to give up to get it? Get what, Pastor? Finding out how valuable church membership really is. You're not just, you didn't just join this church. You are part of something that God is part of. And, and listen, it's so valuable that these men were willing to sell all that they have. You got to see this. He says he, they were willing to sell all that they had and to buy it. But it came with no cost to you other than your commitment to him. You will say, well, that's a cost. Yes. The high price of commitment. The high price of sacrifice. But watch this. But remember now, the commitment and the sacrifice, watch this. 
it wasn't a one-way transaction. The transaction is this. I gave that up. But look what I gained. I got the whole field. Come on, somebody. I got all the pearls. Guess what? What I can get for one pearl, what I paid for that pearl, come on, somebody, I will get triple, double, quadruple, watch this, more than what I paid for it. May I say this to you? God is going to give you way more. You will never outgive him. Try it. You can never outdo him. Because he's God. But I believe God is speaking to us tonight in this way. I believe God is saying to you tonight, saying to us tonight, this is what he's saying. How valuable is the church to you? That's a good question. How valuable is the church to you? And that goes back to whether or not you are benefiting from it. Watch this. Let's look at the other picture. Again. There it is again. Now this is a very interesting one right here. This is a very interesting one right here. So we go from pearls and, you know, hidden treasure. Man, those two passages just really blesses me every time I read it. Because I feel that way. I really, anybody feel that way about the church? I feel that way about the church. I really have that in my heart, y'all. Like, I love the church. You know what I'm saying? Because it's changed my life. Where's the gratitude, y'all? Listen, I gave everything up for the church. I did. To give my life totally to God because I saw something. I remember when the dot-com came out. Amen. The dot-com era. Anybody remember the dot-com era? Where people were just buying up stocks in the dot-com. They saw the value. But there was a period. See, when you put your stock in things earthly, there's a possibility that there will be a crash. <laughs> and when the dot-com crashed, y'all, millions of people lost their homes. Millions of people lost their, their retirement money. Millions of people lost. But, but I believe that when you put all your stock, when you sell all you have and you get your piece of stock in the kingdom, hey, I have yet to have a losing season. I have yet, come on somebody, to lose on what I have purchased in the kingdom of God, what I have put into the kingdom of God. In other words, what I'm saying with this is a sure thing. It's a fixed fight. And you could put your bet on the Lord. The kingdom, the church, treasure but then he says again the kingdom of heaven is like a dragnet ok 
cast into the sea. Here we go. And gathering fish of every kind. So not only is the kingdom of the pitcher, the kingdom is like treasure, like pearls, like leaven, like 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 wheat and tears and and, and must a mustard seed. No, 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 not only that, but it's like a net. That's cast into the sea. And what? And gather fish of what kind? So there's no black church, white church, Hispanic church, Korean church, African church, whatever your name is, church. All these different denominational churches. The church is universal, multicultural, multi-generational. Are you with me? He says, he says, it's a big net. Now, let me show you something. How do you think you ended up here? He was throwing out the net. And you just happened to get caught up. Some of you were in the sea of sin. Some of you were in the sea of the club. Ah, come on, help me somebody. Some of you were in the sea of alcoholism, drug use, divorce, grief, death, all kinds of stuff. And God threw the net out by way of evangelism, by way of the church going out and reaching the lost. Come on, somebody. And God scooped you up and brought you in. He cast the net, y'all. And we are his catch. Come on and say amen. Will you please? You were minding your business. <laughs> Come on man. Listen. You were doing what you were doing. Listen. You were good with where you were. But watch what he said. What he, said. he says. And he went and filled. And, and he went. I'm sorry. And when it was filled. They drew it up on the beach and they sat down. Oh, Lord. I'm trying to help somebody tonight. Yeah, the church is for everybody. Amen. But there's some people. Amen. That God does the separating. Look what he says. Look what he says. He says. <laughs> He sat down and gathered the what kind of fish, y'all? Into what? But what? But what? But the bad fish. There are some bad fish, huh? <laughs> like there's just like there's some good seed and some bad seeds. Wheat. And tears. They grow together. He says they gather them up. Threw the net out. Gathered them in. And then God does the what? Separating. Good fish go in the container. Bad fish get what? Bad fish gets what? You'd be surprised who was a bad fish. 
you'd be surprised who's a good fish. But the beauty of it, we don't know who's who. And then we can't really make a judgment on who's who. Only God knows that. And so therefore, we ought to love one another in spite of. It's not my place to say whether you're a bad fish or whether you're a good fish. But here's what I do know, though. Anything that is of God will remain. The Bible says they went out from us because they were never for us in the first place. So, so, so what I'm saying is like, wow, a net. And then God takes the good fish and the bad fish and he separates and he throws away the bad fish. Verse 49, it says, so it will be at the end of the age. The angels will come forth and take out. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. The wicked. You sure you still want to be a member? I think this gives you protection. He says, look what he says. He says, and take take out the wicked from among the righteous. So it tells me that the wicked can dwell among the righteous and the righteous can dwell among the wicked. But God, watch this. But one day, God is going to separate us. One day, his angels will come and do the separating. Thank God for membership. Thank God that I found treasure. But thank God that when he threw the net out there and he pulled me into his kingdom. Come on, somebody. How long have you been saved? That for over 20 years I'm still in the kingdom. I've had some good days. Come on, somebody. I've had some bad days. I've had some weary days. Come on, somebody. I had some days where I felt like I just couldn't keep on going. But I didn't get mad and say, you know what? Forget church. You know when people get mad, the first thing they do, they say, forget church. The first thing that they give up is the treasure. That's because they never bought anything in here. They never bought into the kingdom. They were just standing beside the kingdom. They were watching everybody else. Well, let me see what you do. So if it worked for you, maybe maybe I try. You know how we're skeptical. <laughs> you know, real skeptical. <laughs> like I don't know about that. But he says, look what he says. He says, he says, listen, he says, and, and not only that. They will, he will take out the wicked from among the righteous and will throw them into the furnace of fire in the place where there's what? Where there's what? Weeping. Hmm? Weeping and what? Gnashing of teeth. I'm preaching. I'm doing a memorial service this Friday. And I'm talking about, I can only imagine. We all want to know what's on the other side. And the Bible has already told us what's on the other side. I want to say this. Membership doesn't mean that you automatically get in heaven, into heaven. But relationship with Jesus guarantees you a passage to heaven.
I can only imagine what it will be like. <laughs> Amen. When we get to the other side. But until then, I thank God that he gives us the church, the kingdom, as a place to get a little slice of heaven on earth. That when you come into his presence and you worship him on Sunday, on Tuesday, on whatever day we worship, you get an opportunity to lift your hands to your creator. And tell him, thank you, Lord, for making me part of this. Thank you, Lord, for allowing me to, to get my right mind, to, to change my heart, to change my living, to upgrade the way I was. And thank you for casting that net out and pulling me in when I didn't want to get pulled in. Some of us, we come kicking and screaming and flapping. <laughs> you ever see that fish? They're just flapping, just and slippery. Some of y'all are real slippery. <laughs> you be trying to get away. <laughs> People say, I'm a good person. Nobody's good but God. But I do believe this. If you're here in the kingdom and you're serving him, whether you're in this church or whatever church you're in, wherever you're watching, and you're in church and you're in kingdom, in the kingdom and you're active and you're, you found value. Listen, when you, found va when you find value in something, you get involved in it. I believe there's rewards waiting for you. You're not going to experience this. Verse 51 says, have you understand all these things? Look what Jesus said. And I'm asking you tonight, have you understood all these things? Look what the disciples said. And they did, they lied right here. They said to him, yes. <laughs> Jesus said to them, therefore, every scribe who has become what? A disciple of the kingdom of heaven is like the head. Hold on a minute. Every disciple, every scribe who has become a what? A See, the scribes back then, they were experts at the law. But Jesus said, I'm not looking for you to become an expert, expository person, teacher, preacher. I want you to be a disciple first. So there's another picture. It's about you learning the Bible. Jesus said, I don't want you to become an expert at all this stuff. I don't want you to become religious. I want you to become relational because that's what discipleship is. Disciple, first of all, discipleship is the process of learning. Before you can lead, you got to learn. Before you can step up and say you're an expert at something, you have to sit at the feet of Jesus. Sit at his feet. Eat. I believe it's one of the preachers that talked about Mary and Martha. I think that was Pastor Hurt. And whenever you found Martha, Mary, you would find her at the feet of Jesus learning. You know why I believe we don't have many kingdom men today? Because they don't want to learn. They got all these questions about this book. 
Man, if you're going to listen, I it's not my job to explain this to you. I'm tr- I'm sorry to try to prove that it's real. I ain't trying to do that. What I'm trying to do is take this and show you how to live. Why don't we take the skepticism off off the table and ask you just just take one verse and let's start living that one verse. Why don't you stop being a scribe and become a disciple? Watch what he says. He says, he says, he says, he has become a disciple of the kingdom of heaven. Look, he has become a disciple of the kingdom of heaven. He says, he's like a head of household who brings out, come on somebody, come on somebody, his what? His treasure things, new and old. What he's saying is as a disciple, you have something to share. The head of the household would take care of the family. He says, if you are like this right here, if you're a disciple, you have to ask God, God, I want to be a disciple. Take me back to basics. Let me be a disciple. Lord, I want to learn. I want to sit at your feet. I want to stay there at your feet. Why, God? Because I realize that that's where the treasure is. Mary found out something and Jesus pointed it out. He says, you have chosen that part, but Mary has chosen the good part by sitting at my feet these are the pictures and I hope that by looking at these pictures you reflect over your life amen I want to stop for right here for right now and I know I've been kind of moving kind of heavy stepping heavy these last couple weeks but I want somebody or whoever you are Tell me, what does this message mean to you, to your life tonight? In your reflection moment, what has God said to you tonight? What has God said to you tonight?